0: welcome to episode 49 of the permaculture pimp cast the only pimp cast on planet Earth where we discuss permaculture, preparedness, and practical living. How you doing, son? Good. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. Um, Man, I guess you got a little bit of news. We'll get into that in a minute as far as oh, your competition. Yeah. I'm sure folks want to know about it. This episode brought to you by Hickory Ridge Soap from TwoOldCrows.com. Turn that simp into a pimp. Bam! Also brought to you by EMP Shield. Hey, y'all, you can get 50 bucks off with this coat, discount code PERMA. All right, y'all. So as you can see, we don't we don't edit anything. I mean, we're going to leave all the mistakes in there. We do this essentially live, without breaks, without editing. So welcome to the Permaculture <laughs> Pimp Cast. I'm Billy. That's my son William. And uh, if you want to, we call ourselves. Um, well, I'm the Permaculture Pimp Daddy. He's the Pastor Ace Pimp. So before you get all tightened up and think, oh, what an awful word. Well, it stands for Permaculture is. My passion. So if you want to tip a pimp, go check out the fountain <laughs> app. Tip a pimp. There you go. That's what you do on the fountain app, y'all. So check it out over there. It's a pretty cool app. If you want to listen to any of your podcasts, download it. And you can uh, I mean you can you could offer some sort of uh let's call it gratuity if you'd like over there. And we field a lot of questions from the fountain app as well. That's right. Really good platform, y'all. Um, really cool when you're somebody like me who listens to podcasts pretty much all day, especially days like today where I'm tuckered out, but I'll get to that in a minute. All right. Tip of the day up. This is going to be on the, I can't even believe I'm going to use this tip, but it's true. And I need to put it out there, son. And I'm going to suggest that people switch up their podcasts, the things they listen to every day.
1: Okay. So how long?
0: So, well, hang on. I mean, we're clearly a podcast, right? Yeah. But we don't come out every single day. We come out twice a week. Right. So we got to pack a, a big punch into all this stuff. So we only come out twice a week. So I don't mean us, but here's what I'm getting at. I'm finding myself, when I listen to some of these people every single day, and I, I've talked before in past episodes what I do listen to, and you can kind of get tone deaf If you're not careful, you can sit here and listen to these folks drop whatever it is they do. Let's say it's a news thing, and of course I do that. I even pay money and subscribe to a few things where I get reliable or what I think is very reliable news. In fact, I'm sure of it you know, at this point. But I find myself, as I'm out here working and I'm doing what I'm doing, like today was a long, hard, tough winter day or, well, fall day, and um, I'm out there listening to things, and I'm sitting here thinking, okay, What I'm hearing this guy talk about is pretty darn important. And I'm catching like this back end of everything. And I'm like, okay, let me turn it off. And I'm going to listen to somebody else completely. Now, I'm even going to suggest that listen to somebody maybe you may not agree with, okay? There are like certain permaculture and farm podcasts out there that I don't necessarily agree with. I don't don't necessarily like, well, they're politics, but it's also... They're more of the uh, side of permaculture where they talk the more.
1: Breathers,
0: okay, we can call them that. Where they talk, where it's more theory, storytelling, and things like that. That I typically don't get a lot out, out of, or at least I didn't think I did until today. I was listening to a. It, it, that's what made me give this this tip of the day because I picked up a few things that ordinarily I wouldn't have even thought about. So it's helping to rewire your mind when you listen to the to the same people every day, no matter how good their information you're going to find yourself just kind of zoning out. And I've done that over and over again. So switch it up. All right, y'all, let's get right into the farm news. All right. Well, it's been a long, long day. The sun was actually shining. No rain. First yeah, time. In the life.
1: sun was actually out. I could see the top of the mountains today. Yeah. How cool that was, was that? today.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and when you only go, I mean, I don't know how long it's been, but it's been at least a week. Well, has it been that long? It seems like an eternity.
1: Yeah, it has been an eternity.
0: Man, every single day it's been raining. For the longest time, we didn't have any rain. and um,
1: Even when it wasn't raining, it was still misting and overcast.
0: Right, and even out in that stuff, I was out there trying to prune, which is what I did today. I got a good piece of it done in the orchard, and there's still a lot more to do because I can't make my – it's one of those things where I really got to slow down. Otherwise, I end up cutting off branches like I messed up on this peach uh, last year, I was out there with the saws all just trying to hurry up and get it done, and it's not something. So if you do go out pruning, okay, if you do that, and I use Stefan Subkoviak's LBL method, and it's a little more detailed than that, but LBL stands for low, big, and in the line, and there's a little bit more you do to that. But you can find yourself getting on autopilot, and before you know, you're going to wind up chopping off things you ain't got no business doing. So... <laughs> The second I feel my mind wandering, I pull off of it. So I may get, in some days I could get, you know, I don't even know how many trees done. But then there are other days where I'm just not in the right frame of mind. That's not something you want to go out there. At least I suggest you don't do it if you're just going to hurry up and try to get through it. It should be, you you got to slow down, be deliberate, and make sure, okay, did I want to take this one? Do I want to, you know. You got to think this out, man. That's not something you can just run through. And I have a bad because I'm goal-oriented in just about everything I do. I'm always trying to hit a finish line on something. And, um, you know, that's one of those things you'll come up way short if you ain't careful. Well, son, you were out there chopping wood all day. Yeah. All, the, all those trees
1: are chopped, I think, for the most part. Um, we need to drop some more trees, though. Yeah. We have to drop some more trees for any more, any more progress.
0: Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have to get all that those done.
1: flags. Which we we can film that video at the same time too. Yeah, we're
0: gonna. Yeah, that. Well, that video he's talking about is part two of the um, silver Silver pasture. pasture. So we are we're we're off and running, man. I mean, this is really turning in quite the demonstration site on this property. Yeah. So here, before too long, we'll have ponds. We'll have some water features put in here in in big ways, and also swales that tie into them. So. Anybody ever comes? Okay, this is what Silva is. What a hugelman looks like. This is what swales look like. Here's how the animals integrate in all of it. Here's your, you know, food forest, orchard, all that stuff. And it's pretty doggone astonishing that we've done this. I mean, we've taken a really, really messed up property and we're turning it, turning it around in like record time.
1: Yeah, and they all work with each other. Yeah, they all work together.
0: Yeah, nothing's in isolation. Everything works together. And I can't wait, man. You know, you know how
1: much of it you can get in one picture.
0: How how much?
1: No, I'm saying like how much you could get like an overhead picture. How many different systems you can get all in one? Oh, picture. I, I
0: never thought about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess you're right. If you were to do that, but I'm, you know, for safety reasons, man, we can't just right. go out there and do yeah. stuff like that. So we got to be real cautious. That's why we we try to be more and more careful. I know a lot of people want to come out here and visit, but we're not quite ready. I mean, we're not holding, we're not hiding anything. We're not yeah. holding anything back. It's just when people come and intermittent bunches we never we never get a chance to get done what we have to get done so maybe we'll do an open house you know sometime this spring so i know you got to be tuckered out you had a little competition on saturday you had another jujitsu you came in first the first time how'd you do on this one
1: well i got first again but it was me versus the entire lgbtq plus community
0: (laughs) okay let me tell you about
1: this all right so i went against three different people all this, So all this information I found out after I got done with all the matches. So one dude was straight. I beat him. I got him with an arm bar. There was a gay guy. Got him with a key lock. And then the strongest human I've ever grappled with in my entire life. I don't know what kind of stack this human was on. Um, so this was a transgender. So it was a, a she transgen- transitioning into a he. Um... And that I won by points, but that, like, okay, so anybody who knows about jujitsu understands that if you're in top half guard, it's not too hard to get out, especially when all they have left is your ankle. Well, they had the she had the tightest clamp I've ever felt on my ankle. I couldn't get it. I spent like two and a half minutes trying to get my ankle up.
0: man, out. what are you telling these folks out here, man? you just got finished saying you, know what you what I'm were saying? rolling with a trans you know what I'm
1: saying? A woman is still more tough than every man in Asheville.
0: I didn't see. Okay, I didn't see. I the submitted the screen. two guys. Couldn't submit the woman. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Yeah,
1: I need some of that deer antler velvet. Yeah, man. You, yeah, we're gonna man. be
0: hooking him up with some of that uh, that testosterone. But sack.
1: seriously, like the the density of muscle was different as well. Like I I really wonder what she was on. Well, like what kind of stack she was on?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, man, there ain't no telling what kind of. I mean, it could be that stuff they shot up in Captain America for all it's you know. Like there was no give. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's how you you had to sit here and roll around on the map. Well, son, anybody says we aren't tolerant. Yeah, I told you. I told you mom could beat up all the guys in Nashville. Oh, that's cool, man. Well, (laughs) congratulations on your victory. Thank you. And, you know, and like we talked about beforehand, we prayed before you went out the door that everybody would get there back and safe and that... And that you know, turned
1: it into a holy war.
0: Yes, I did. I said, uh, you know, before you <laughs> left, I was like, you know, whatever you drink, sleep, whatever you do, you do for the glory of God. So I'm glad you were out there representing, son. <laughs> yeah. So uh, oh, yeah. while he was out doing that, uh, the following day, I was out doing some more electric work at that bakery. I finally got them all squared away. But the downside of all this, and I guess I don't know if you were told this when you, sh- when you arrived, well, we, we ended up getting that bandsaw out of there right? sitting in the garage right now. We're going to put it to good use, you know, when the time comes and, um, you know, they're having a little bit of problem. This goes right back to all you folks out there. Hopefully you're not in this audience, all those folks out there that want the government to solve every, everything for you. Well, the folks trying to open this bakery are now hitting brick walls when it comes to city bureaucrats um, a.k.a. inspectors that come out and look for all this stuff. And, you know, in some places that I've been around, they want you to butter their palm. They want to, you know, they want to take a kickback. But here it is. You got a place that was basically vacant, not bringing in any money for the city, but you have these bureaucrats that come out there, weren't invited, came in unannounced, looking around, poking around this place, and then coming up with a bunch of nonsensical reasons as to why they should, you know, put off their... Grand opening past this week. You know
1: what we should do? Huh. We should offer him some uh we should offer him some of that pork over there. We should invite him out to the farm, show him the pigs, ask him if he wants any and then toss him in.
0: Oh what toss the, inspector <laughs> toss in? the inspector man? What do you think it is? An episode of Deadwood? Toss
1: <laughs> nah man. No, I mean I mean
0: you know get them back out. Well, <laughs> get them back out. Oh no man, we can't be tossing anybody to the pigs. I mean, well, not yet. <laughs> well, I mean, grab
1: them. Don't let them. Don't let them. You know, get eaten.
0: Well, some other farm news. We had a check this out, y'all. For weeks now, there's this little orange cat running around. And yeah, yeah, this is crazy. So I'm out doing this electric work. I get back and Michelle has it. She's one of those ones. that If you ever watch a comedy that she's ever watched before you, it's going to be a disaster for you because she starts laughing like five seconds before the punchline ever happens. Well, she also, when she's keeping a secret, something she thinks is funny or cute, she does exactly the same thing. So I'm walking in the door and she's, she can't hold her, laughing oh, emotions on. in
1: before dad gets home mom and i had a deal that okay so mom got this feral cat side note mom is the only person in the world who can take a feral animal come in contact with it and immediately like domesticated tame it. yeah and the cat just follows mom everywhere just meowing wanting attention all that well i but I, mom and i had this agreement before dad got home that we, so mom brought the cat into the house and it was following her around and everywhere. No, I ain't trying and to hear dad, any of that. You know, dad can't stand that. So we were going to act like when dad got home, we were going to act like this cat has been in here for days. Like he's just not <laughs> noticing, but this cat's <laughs> been here for days. So th- then, then dad gets home and mom is the first person to have contact with him. So
0: that's, this is where dad picks up. She's in here telling me, um, I said, what is it? And I know she's been up to something. And, uh, she know. I mean, everybody here knows I don't like animals in my house. I don't care what it is. I don't and care. We have three, man. I, I don't care if it was a bald Eagle that talked like a parrot, man. I don't want it in my house. I just don't like animals in here because invariably they're going to become sick. And next thing you know, you're cleaning up junk off your carpet. So especially that bear rug down there, man, I can't have it. So anyway, By
1: bear rug, there's pictures of bears on the rug.
0: Well, close enough. It's a bear. It's a bear rug, ain't it? But anyway, I mean, it's a Persian rug from Persia. Um, anyway, from Iran. The, yeah, it's a Persian made rug. in Iran. <laughs> well, same place. But anyway, um, she gets back and she said, "I had a kitty in the house." I'm like, "You better." You, I'm of course I'm thinking she's trying to. She's just messing with me. And then next thing I know, she busts out the phone and then here she is sitting on the kitchen floor holding this little yellow cat or orange cat. And I'm like, oh, no, man. I'm like, so quit it. So don't bring this cat back up in this house. You know, I'm not having it. Especially some feral cat. You're going to, re- I mean, what's this thing going to do? Man, I'm
1: telling it's you what. It's going to follow mom everywhere. Man,
0: I ain't never seen nothing like it. This cat, you could not come near this thing and you would see yeah. it. I mean, it was. A, it's a tough cat. I mean, it's been surviving out there eating bowls and mice and whatever it can find i mean yeah. you got a farm look y'all for those that are thinking about this life you got a farm i guarantee you got critters running around um ain't no getting around it you know feeds gonna spill things are gonna happen You're somebody gonna
1: is eventually gonna drop some dogs or kittens off at your place
0: oh yeah that happens That's
1: eventually gonna happen yeah
0: that that is definitely gonna happen so this one here has been running around for a while surviving on you know i mean he's a straight yeah. up i mean straight up killer this is a, a scraggly looking cat well she went and got this cat and now we were sitting here I, when i saw how i i mean yeah she the cat's completely tame now couldn't go near this thing <laughs> and um next thing i know michelle's got this cat and she's all hugged up with it in the kitchen and i'm like oh no we ain't about to have another critter up in here we can't eat um, I don't, I mean, honestly, but mom
1: gave away uh, the punchline basically just by laughing beforehand because she was supposed to act like dad was the crazy one for being surprised man, that the cat was in the house, like nobody. Like the cat has been in the house for days, but,
0: uh, no, I'm so I'm yeah. so focused on what I do. It's I a total possibility. It's a total possibility. <laughs> it is a total it's possibility. A total possibility man. has been the I mean, cat in this house. I'm, I mean <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm good at I can observe nature, but I don't know what's going on up <laughs> under this roof. I mean,
1: <laughs> we could change the color on every wall. In this house and dad would not notice. No,
0: no, there's just I mean, I'm I, I can tell you when Bruce Lee was born, man, but I can't tell you I can't tell you things that I don't know, they just don't take root in my brain. Anyhow, got to hold of this cat, and then you know, I'm thinking, all right, well, kinda need something out there to take care of all these mice and whatnot. So we brought it into the vet this morning and this thing was down to skin and bones, yeah. man. I mean, like
1: Poor and I kinda kitten.
0: suspected to have worms, so the vet treated it for worms. Now we're sitting here arguing on a name, and that's where we're going to bring y'all in. We're probably going to do a poll on YouTube, right?
1: Right. Yeah, it's going to be in a YouTube video. We're so going to talk about it, bring up the cat, show the little kitten.
0: Yeah, well, anyway, we're in here fighting over the name. And, of course, every dog up in this house except for mine has got some kind of fruity name. We had, first of all, it was Opal. Opal. I didn't who's name gonna Opal. Be, who's going to be scared you
1: hear somebody yelling for a dog named Opal? Opal was never going to do anything.
0: Well, and then, of course, William's dog is Chloe. Yeah, Chloe will still tear you up. Yeah, that dog. Yeah, go ahead and be deceived. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) go go ahead. ahead. You got a point there. Go ahead and be deceived. Yeah, we got to put that dog up. I mean, she's powerful and small, but I'm telling you what, she'll take a hunk out of somebody if you mean harm. So we got to put her up. Now she's up
1: about 10 pounds. And then milk, Kendra. So here we go. Oh,
0: yeah, that dog, man, Kendra's sitting there fattening. Oh,
1: and Nala. Don't forget about Nala. Yeah,
0: Nala. So we got all these fruity names for these animals. And we're sitting here arguing of course what are the what are the top contenders out so there son So top contenders so far
1: I'm not going to say top who top contenders no, no. we're going to okay, let everybody so else the make names a that have been t- uh, thrown out so far I'm not going to say who's saying what um I heard Agamemnon I heard Calamity Jane I heard Ginger I heard uh Doris number 2 so <laughs> Emily <laughs> Emily has a cat named Doris
0: Kendra, you could tell how much involvement she wanted. Dad, when I was going to say
1: I wasn't going to say the name. Might as well, man. And okay. you got my name Kendra, wrong. Okay. It was one of the names you no, no, threw no, out. No, no. Okay. You got to right. say
0: the whole thing. My, all right. My name was Calamity Jane. Mine is Thugnificent Agamemnon Johnson Third, And you got to say it all. <laughs> no. see Thugnificent no. because he's got to go straight ghetto. Milkboy goes Old Testament. Hey, if you watched this,
1: enough of those episodes of Boondocks, Thugnificent was gay.
0: Well, I don't care. It sounds yeah, like a tough yeah. name. A so, uh, thugnificent. I want this cat to be straight ghetto on all these little mice that are running around up in here. I mean, there ain't a whole lot. I mean, we keep them in balance and everything, but this cat is going to go a long way in keeping that in balance. But I'm telling you what, the vet vet's like, man, this this cat is, you know, obviously down to skin and bones, got yeah. worms and whatnot. So, you know, gave him something to chase those worms out. And then also uh, some other, like a rabies shot or something they had to have.
1: Did you see mom's solution? Okay. So you saw the video of mom with the cat inside, right? Mm -hmm. Did you see the two full bowls of uh,
0: cat food she had for the cat? Man, she wants everybody fat, but her. That's
1: her solution to everything. Two full bowls of cat food for this cat. Did you see this cat food
0: she came back with? The food weighed, yeah.
1: Hold on, okay, guys. We have okay. So Emily went and got cat food for the cat that wasn't good quality, like good enough quality. I went and got cat food for the cat that wasn't good enough quality. Then mom comes back with this cat food that
0: this highfalutin stuff. She's got like, legit. She, I asked her could about eat it. This.
1: Yes, I asked her about it, and she's like, "That's what she needs." like that was her
0: response yeah that's That's what what she needs yeah so she's she's gonna fatten (laughs) this cat up but i don't want to get it too fat i mean honestly some of these barn cats like this man i want this sucker i mean you got to feed him a little bit but man he needs to be out earning his keep i ain't gonna have
1: him she needs to be a little off her rocker
0: yeah this cat was that honestly this thing was surviving in some pretty inhospitable stuff we need to get it a partner Nah, for nah, snakes. No more critters, man. For snakes. Nah, this so they can team up on this one here. Better work alone. It better be the Lone Ranger. That's what I need to call it then. Well, okay, all right. Last part of the <laughs> farm news, and then we'll get into it. Um, well, we'll get into the next section anyway. I, I, you know, me and your mom had a really good chat with uh, Mister Danny and Miss Wanda down at Deep South Homestead. Talked to them, um, compared a lot of notes. As always, every time I'm on the phone with Danny or in person, even better. You know, like they say, permaculture designers go to Zone 5 for inspiration. Well, I go to Deep South. Well, sometimes I got to do that virtually.
1: That's Zone 5.
0: Yeah, boy, you got that right. Yeah, yeah that's definitely out in Zone 5. That's where you
1: put your chickens, y'all.
0: Yo. Yeah. Well, son, don't say that. No, he's joking. <laughs> he's joking. Don't put your chickens in Zone 5. Anyway, uh, yeah, so talk to them. And uh, kind of, to a certain extent, is inspired some of what we're going to be talking about in our main topic today. But uh, yeah, spent a lot of time talking on the phone with him. Learned another good reason why we ought to have a walk-in,
1: a walk-in cooler. Yeah, like freezer or, or uh, cooler? well, you
0: can do either one. Um, he's got it. He showed me how he rigged it up for to work either way, work okay. as a cooler or you can make a slight deviation and turn that bad boy into a freezer. But in order for me to start processing cows, I gotta have some kind of walk-in, and you go paying locker fees somewhere to hang a cow up as long as I want to hang it cuz it ain't gonna be that week long stuff that people are doing now. I mean, the cow I'm going to hang is going to be up there probably at least 45 to maybe 60 days. I mean, depending yeah. on the, depending on the cut, but you know, you're going to have a heck of a pellicle on there, but that's another you story. You do to leave
1: it wh- well for 45 days, do you leave it as like a primal or do you leave it like you can leave it as like a half. A half the cow hanging up? You
0: can well, you can. And then how much do you lose? See, well, see it depends on the cow. depends on how it was raised. But see, that's part of why uh, one of the trades I'm making right now it, with Ben the Ridge Ranger is going to be something that I'm going to use as a aging room.
1: Yeah.
0: The biggest thing, the be- the best part about having a place like a walk-in is I can let when – you, when you air dry chickens, it's so much better because you're not removing – it's taking the moisture out of it. When you're leaving them in a yeah. bucket of water, well, it's kind of staying in there. You can draw a lot of that moisture out on your pigs – if you can hang them up, same thing on your cow. So the only thing that go back to your question, the only thing I'd probably hang that long would be the loin section. Um, well, actually a fair piece of it, I'd say, cause there's a lot of stakes on that back end. So it'd be the whole loin. You could leave the whole thing in there, but probably the loin and maybe the hind quarter. I mean, that's mm-hmm. about, that's probably what I'd hang in there. But talking to him, I mean, it's, it's funny, man. You got to have the right mentors y'all. Because your mentor can honestly give you that kick in the pants when you need it, but also provide you some ideas that you yourself have never thought of. And honestly, son, that's something we have got to get going. Because even Uh, when you have like a, well, like in his case, we got this giant harvest come in all at the same time. You got to sit here and do something with it. So it can buy you a lot of time. And, you know, they were talking how they got a bunch of apples down in there. And, um, of course you can't let apples, the gas they give off, you know, it's going to mess yeah. everything else up. So you got to be real cautious, but when you, I mean, that is a massive game changer when you can sit on some, whatever came in from the field, whether it be, I mean, you think about all the different things you could put in there Buy some time and your potatoes, I mean, every number of thing out there, but the bigger thing as it pertains to us is because we do all of our own processing until I can hang up that cow. Um, I'm going to have to go with that freeze or not that fridge I'm going to get from the Ridge Ranger right? where I can age loin in there for a long, long time, whether it's from a lamb or from a, um, a beef, whatever the case may be, I'll have that opportunity. But it just, after talking to him on the phone and getting into great detail on a lot of this stuff, it was, um, he provided a whole lot of reasons why we really ought to seriously think about that. That's good. All right. So. All right, y'all. We're going to lean on into the next segment, and what you're going to hear is Pastor Lon, the homesteading pastor. You can check him out on YouTube. I'm sure he's got an Instagram. Haven't figured out where all that. I don't know. Homesteading
1: pastor. Homesteading
0: pastor. That's what you want to look up. My pastor, my friend, my mentor. Whole lot of good stuff there.
1: The Bible says in Luke chapter 24, verse 6, He is not here, but is risen. Remember how He spake unto you when He was yet in Galilee. This is the greatest news ever heard. The greatest day in human history when Jesus Christ got up out of the grave. Yes, we're celebrating Christmas, the birth of Christ, this time of the year. But without the resurrection, the birth would be in vain. And without the birth, there would be no need for a resurrection. So I ask you today, what are you doing with the greatest news you've ever heard? Repent or perish.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Amen the Bible says. Well, slight technical glitch there. But anyway, yeah. there you go, Pastor Lon, check it out. Homesteading Pastor on YouTube. Check him out everywhere. You'll be glad you did. And folks, for those that are new here and checking us out, I make no bones. We make no bones about the fact that we are blood bought soldiers of Christ. And that's yep. what it is. And I am, I'm, I'm say it loud, I'll say it proud. And I know that's one of those things in the permaculture world that you very, very seldom hear. Um, any profession of faith, if you say you're anything but a Christian, well, you can, you know, it's well accepted, but when yeah, you you're say, are fine. It, yeah. <laughs> but when you're, you know, look, I'm not following anybody's rules, especially not man's. And, um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm really happy we added this segment to it. So yeah. And I've gotten a lot of good feedback on that as well. So, all right, y'all bad news, good news section before it was just the news. This here's bad news, good news. All right. Check this one out y'all. And look, you're probably hearing news of it right now, but there's a place I'm going with this. All right, this is from the, um, well, it's out of England, the Star, Daily Star. And here's how they here's how they start this article, son. Putin's henchmen warned Ukraine conflict could turn into all-out nuclear war. Okay, Putin's henchmen. Does that, that sound like a... That seems
1: vague as all get-out. Well, like, intentionally, like, okay, henchmen could be... Anybody in below Putin's ranks. But why
0: would you call it a henchman? This is not something. Because it's an automatic criminal. Exactly. So you poison the well before anybody even had a chance to read this article. But the truth of it is, I mean, in a lot of platforms out there, they're really starting to cover this. It was looking like we had a lull, a little bit of a lull in the nuclear talk. And now all of a sudden, folks, this is why I'm even bringing it up. And like I said, bad news, to good news. All right. Uh, And people wonder why we promote EMP Shield. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on, dude. I mean, this is this is exactly what I'm talking about. I, I just thought of that. But check this out. Basically, America is war I mean, you know, everybody's heard about what's going on over there in the conflict. Look, y'all, in a nutshell, and this is a quote, they made the stark comments after the oh, the okay, dig this. The stark comments after the US gave the go ahead for Kiev to kick off some drone strikes into Russia? Well, that makes sense. Okay, <laughs> That so seems like a reasonable response. What would everybody want to do if Mexico was firing drones over, in, well, uh, let me say Canada, because yeah. Mexico these days probably get a free pass on all this. Yeah. Let's say we were lobbing over, let's say another country that wasn't Canada. Let's say it was China.
1: Let's say some white people threw over,
0: because
1: <laughs> <laughs> everybody else gets a pass. Let's say some white people threw over some missiles or some drones, and... uh like what? Yeah. Do you think they would? This doesn't make any sense. That's the reasonable response. Yes, it's, it's to say, hey, did you forget what you like have? Saying, nukes?
0: Hey, uh, <laughs> you know, this guy down the street came up and you know pulled a gun on me. I mean, this is this is asinine, y'all. These are lunatics running. The point I'm getting at right now is um. Yeah, his henchmen are probably thinking, like, hey, dude, he's looking for a reason. No, I (laughs) mean. Would y'all quit? (laughs) Yeah, would you quit already? I mean, it's not bad enough. This is a straight-up proxy war, and now we have given the go-ahead. I mean, everybody's starting to talk about this now, and now, you know, this is where the nuclear war, I'm expecting somebody to come rolling in saying, okay, I got this. Everybody's cool now. It wouldn't surprise me if it was, you know, I mean, who even knows? I can't even begin to predict what this is going to be. But y'all, you better, this is why we say at the end of every podcast, this and a number of other reasons, stay alert, stay alive, because it's getting real. It's getting realer, and it also seems to be commensurate with the amount, and this goes into the good news part of it. And so I I, I got a theory on this one as well. Um, Elon Musk, I don't like him, I don't trust him, but he is dropping tactical, forgive the pun, he's dropping (laughs) tactical nukes over there concerning the establishment right now. I mean, the guy is talking about. I mean, he's even, I, I hope and pray he drops the hammer on this pedophilia and all this other stuff. But where I think he's messing up is the same way Andrew Breitbart did, where he talked about, you know, he's standing up in this, um, giving a presentation, talks about how, yeah, within the week or so, he's going to come out with information that's going to just floor everybody when they find out the real deal on Obama. Next thing you know, the guy comes up dead. Well, yeah. if I'm Elon Musk and I'm sitting on all this information, I understand you got to leak it out because the American public has a, has the attention span of a attention span of a goldfish, right? Actually a goldfish is even higher. Um, we have a very short attention span. So you got to leak this stuff out little by little, but I'm like, okay, uh, he's talking about dropping it on Fauci, which I'm all about, right? I am all about, I mean, you let this guy have it and he's knocking it out every showing the, all these elections, Or absolutely fraudulent. You live in a banana republic as it stands right now. And um, if this guy's legit, you better believe he better be in some secure bunker somewhere because everybody in the great grandmother is going to be trying to bump him off. If this is if he's legit, maybe that's the reason behind
1: having all those kids with random people and then also neural net. Maybe he's really just building clones and transferring his consciousness after they wipe him out.
0: <laughs> hey, that, you know what, that a, <laughs> hey, I seen that altered carbon at least a couple of episodes of it.
1: I haven't watched that one. Yet. Yeah.
0: That's, that's one of those things. Well, I, I, I mean, it was a while back, you know, when it first came out, but anyway, when it comes to this guy, it does seem to be commensurate. And I'd love to give attribution to the person who came up with this because it wasn't, when I said a theory, I didn't mean to suggest that it was mine. It was someone else. And I don't recall who it was. Um, and he said, "Have you noticed? With every bombshell that comes out from Elon Musk, they ramp up what they're doing to Russia at the same time in Ukraine, hmm. over the Ukraine matter. So if he drops something, they create another crisis over there, even bigger. And it seems to be right on the heels. And when this guy, I don't, I know it was a guy, I just don't know who, um, every time this happens, all of a sudden they ramp it up even higher. Do you think we get out of this without World War III?" At least for now, I think my, my hunch is um, I think I, I'm aware of the Deagle Report, and that's another show unto itself, y'all. I'm aware of the Deagle Report, and it's uh, incredible accuracy. And the predictions that they make is by, if I remember correctly, by 2025, America's population will be down. At first, their first estimates was 100 million. Last time, it was like 70 million. Uh, by 2025 and when they first came out with this nobody could figure out the reasons how they came up with this but they had reasons and they had a lot of and their intel hub basically nobody could ever figure out why but now all of a sudden I'm starting to suspect that when you look at books like the fourth turning by Strauss and Howe and you look at all the convergences like Solomon talked about in Ecclesiastes that we have these cycles Well, you have all these cycles converging at the same time. You have the uh, the war cycle; it's going on, you know, eighty years ago, World War II, eighty years before that. You know, you got civil war. You know, every eighty years, I mean, it's it's provable by Strauss and Howe that these things all happen at the same time. But what's really crazy right now is that the war cycle, the social unrest cycle, all these different cycles. People like Martin Armstrong out there are also talking about like good night. He, you know, this is a cycles guy. He made he made his career. They put him in prison for crying out loud because he he refused to give over um, all the information he had concerning his um, how he was able to come up with these predictions. And then you overlay that with people like Aaron Brickman and a number of others. And son, a long way around your question to get down to it. I think, man, I can't believe you given the topic today, man. It's a real interesting question, <laughs> but honestly, my. The truth of it is, yes, I think we are, but I don't know that it happens anytime soon. When you see all these things going, when you see all these things unfolding right now.
1: Wait, you think we are what?
0: I think we're perilously close, but I'm wondering if it happens uh, late 2023. In the fall, possibly, of 2023. I think if we get through Christmas, I think they're going to wait until the war season again. Mm-hmm. The war season being, you know, somewhere around March or a little bit, you know, nobody ever went to war historically until after March. I mean, there's a lot of proof and history on that. So um, I think it's going to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. If we get past Christmas and nothing's happened, I don't think we're going to have anything happen. There's going to be a lot of blustering, but I personally don't believe anything of a world war one or two kind of nature happens until March. Okay. I could be totally all wet with this, but, um, at this point we are dealing with socio and psychopaths on a level that nobody's ever, uh, dreamed of. All right. So didn't mean to spend that much time on that. Y'all excuse me. Um, Elon Musk. That was really my good news there, y'all. So that was the good news. Is that sorry, yo <laughs> He's dropping. Well, no, no. Sorry I asked about World War Three. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it was fitting, and it was you know, some we. This is part of why I think the appeal to this show is what it is. Is that like I said, we don't cut anything. It's live. It's to the point. Right. And I wanted it to be authentic like that. And I wanted it to be, to a certain extent, I love old timey radio. Okay, we had it. Where it had to be theater of the mind. That's why I'm not a big fan of using the video element in doing a podcast i think that it should be audio only because it's bringing other sensory um you're bringing you're bringing your imagine, imagination more to the table if you can't watch me yeah if you can't see me yeah. then you're painting the best picture i could maybe in the future i could tell a story or something but you you can weave a tapestry better i think with the voice than i ever could with the combination of voice and video all right so that was um That was good news number one, son. Yeah. It looks like uh, a lot of these rats are running. And if Musk is, man, I hope and pray he drops the hammer on Fauci over what he's done. I mean, I could go on and on, but here's the other good news thing. And it seems this is like the polar opposite of something I should ever cover on a show like this. But it kind of goes, I like weaving tapestries, okay? So all these stories kind (laughs) of go hand in hand. Um, if I can,
1: all you old school listeners of the YouTube channel used to know that dad used to paint tapestries. Yeah. Paint he used to paint them. That's what you said. He's painting a tapestry. Oh,
0: you're, you're talking about yeah. my plant. son. you're doing inside. Baseball. No, I'm saying you can't do I said,
1: all, no, no, no. I was saying all the old school listeners. Yeah. They yeah. knew what I was talking about.
0: Paint a tapestry. Whatever, man. I could do whatever I want. It's my tapestry. If I want to paint it. <laughs> it's not a tapestry if you paint it. <laughs> man, that reminds me of the Biltmore, all those crazy tapestries in there, man. You talk about opulence. Anyway, check this out. Other good news. Famous rapper and actor Ice Cube says, no way to the deadly COVID jab and foregoes a $9 million payday for upcoming role offered by Sony Films. Well, when you get down to it, you know, this is a big wow. deal to me. Um, number one, he's you yeah, know i don't i don't keep up with these actors and stuff like that so i don't know if his i don't know how much gravitas he has out there with a lot of the public i imagine he's got something going on but the more and more people like this guy and all the others say absolutely not i'm not playing your game and you know when you read the article you find out that man not only <laughs> not only was he not doing it he was rather vocal about his disagreement and even messing with anything like that <laughs> so if people hear somebody like him say, no, I'm not messing with this thing. More people are dying. I can't, in the article, they described that more people die from that than pretty much anything else right now. And of course, nobody's talking about it. You're not hearing them from the mainstream prostitutes. You're not going to hear it from them, but it well, is. What a,
1: news source did you find it from?
0: Well, this was from natural news and they yeah. were quoting another source as well. But you know, this movie he was supposed to be in, you know, 9 million bucks. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. And now his his career with Hollywood apparently is in jeopardy because he refused to let them what happened to my body, my choice. Yeah. Yeah. Now that it's happening to people in Hollywood and particularly a black dude, maybe people will start paying attention right now. One night, found his pretty wife in the
1: arms of another man. to pay when a good old boy goes bang in a smoke-filled late-night club by the riverside, a stranger dealing 5 cards to. He was a big-talking, fast-walking fly-by-nighter, there to take the money and run. They
0: caught the fella cheating... So I can't fast. believe I've gone this far to this podcast without playing my favorite, Travis Tripp. You played Travis Tritt at the very beginning, I think. No, I didn't do an all-star tribute to Travis
1: Tritt, man. It How be- many episodes are we doing with Travis Tritt? I'm picking the music on the next podcast. Man, don't be picking nothing whack. I'm picking the music. No, nothing whack. Van Tesla just came out with a new album.
0: Yeah, so we'll have to, yeah, so check out Van Tesla. Um, They also have the Kill the Mockingbirds podcast.
1: It's The it, the album is also made for the new uh, documentary coming out from Utah.
0: Yeah, so... I'll
1: talk about that later. Let's get the topic.
0: Cool. All right, so the topic of the day, y'all. And part of this had to do with the conversation I was having with Danny and Wanda, uh, Michelle and I. And uh, I want to talk about the fear peddlers out there. We kind of, you know, I talked last, well, it was last week, actually, about naysayers and the problem with those people and what they do in your life and how you ought to avoid them how you should try to not have anything at all to do with them if it's at all possible. Well, I'm going to maybe suggest the same thing when it comes to some of these fear peddlers out there. And I'm telling you what, y'all, it is getting on my last nerve. I mean, like every once in a while, you got that full-spectrum survival. It'll jump up in my YouTube feed Yeah. and... Every First of all, the guy looks like he had murdered somebody over an $8 bet. Yeah, that and is
1: one creepy. That's not the guy you take advice from. Like looking at him, yeah. it doesn't look like you should take advice from him. Yeah,
0: but all I see is that, you know, I went through a couple of the videos before and I'm sitting here watching this guy and I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then we got others, you know, some, you know, that probably don't live far from Danny and Wanda. I'll, I'll try to keep the names out of it from here on out. All of a sudden, you know, they were doing homesteading stuff. I'd been to their place. They were doing good stuff. Um, I mean, real deal permaculture at their place. I mean, really respectable stuff. But all of a sudden, you want YouTube fame. You want those subscribers. You want to go through the roof and you want to do all that. And so you got people out there. They realize, oh, shoot, the algorithms. Because here's who, you know, comparing notes. That's part of what I did with Danny uh, talking the other day. Is those of us out there, and I know I'm not telling you, I'm not, I'm not whining. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, weave a tapestry here. Pay, I'm going to paint a tapestry. (laughs) The point I'm getting at is there are a whole lot of news stories out there, a lot of podcasts, a lot of everything out there. Whether they're conveying news, whatever the case may be, if it bleeds, it leads. I know that for a fact. I worked in the radio business. I know how it works, and. It's like everybody out there is trying to get their notoriety, not everybody, but a fair number of people out there are trying. There's a lady, you know, I've almost said her name, but, you know, pulls the fear thing every single time. Well, ask yourself, yeah. when you see these things pop up, how many videos have they done showing you how to do something to improve their lives? A lot of these people that are going out there, I know for a fact, some of them Who are some of the biggest quote experts out there headlining some of these conferences live in a doggone apartment?
1: Yeah. Am I lying? Nope. (laughs) They live in an apartment. Yep, teaching you how to farm.
0: Yeah. And they're also out, some of these people out here that are telling you, do these five things or you're going to die. Well, they're sitting here creating all this anxiety among, look, there's enough legitimate bad news in this world than constantly watching other people. That are, that are all over it. But right now, everybody, a lot of homestead channels are starting to realize, oh shoot, if I'm doing anything of note and you know, if I'm doing anything of consequence, it might teach somebody something else. Mm-hmm. Then you get suppressed. And there's a reason for that folks. The reason when you're fearful, you're putting out cortisol. When you're fearful, you're not making good decisions. So you're thinking, okay, why would they sit here? Why would YouTube and all the other places out there promote all these people peddling fear? Well, it keeps you in the matrix. We're not given to a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So you cannot in any way expect to advance on the things you're trying to do. That's why in my YouTube videos... You're not hearing me talk. I mean, I may mention something here and there, but by and large, everything I do in that platform is for the sole purpose of getting you as self-sufficient as you possibly can. Like the video we did today, son, talking about, and I can't believe I haven't done this before, but talking about if you're going to Gorilla Garden, yeah, start with your closest maybe, to zone yeah, zero, start the closest to your house. <laughs> if you can do it in maybe a conspicuous location. I'm sitting here trying as best I can even though I know we are being massively suppressed at a time in America where we have more people in the back-to-the-land movement now than they've ever dreamed of being yep. throughout all of American history, probably. yeah. Um, if Joel Salatin's last um, uh, speech that he gave was about the homesteading tsunami, it is a tsunami. So if they can constantly focus those new people getting into this space, but also you to these doom and gloomers out there. Well, guess what? Those are the people that never take action. That's exactly why I'm talking about this is that you have, and I, and I know it almost sounds like a cliche, but over and over and over in U S army sapper school, you're constantly being told be proactive, not reactive, proactive, not reactive. Well, the only way you're going to be proactive is if you can do it from a a spirit of love, power, love in the sound mind. Okay. You cannot do that from a position of fear. The powers that shouldn't be know that. That is why they are promoting as many of the so-called homesteaders out there selling this fear, this fear porn, and it that's exactly what it is. yeah, yeah. that's exactly. I mean, how many times if you're going down, you'll if you look okay, I watch if I watch anybody, it's homesteading feeds, okay? It's either something of a religious nature. Or it's homesteading feeds is typically what I watch on YouTube, yeah. maybe some documentary that may pop up if I have, a, I mean, I was watching this one about muscle shoals and this and that. But for the most part, by and large, most of my time is spent. If I'm on YouTube, if I had that little uh, snapshot throughout the day, what it almost never happens during the day, but it's at usually night, while
1: I'm in the shower.
0: Yeah, before I'm about to get in there, and the one place I could truly call home where I ain't got to worry about cats rolling up in there. Um, well, so. hey, you might want to check that tub. Hey, I, I hope I can notice a cat up in there. Man, knowing your mom, dude, yeah, knowing your mom ain't no telling what may happen. I don't want to go too far afield here. But really, the fear, the fear is the reason why you have a, quoting Joel Salatin, a homestead tsunami. So why wouldn't all of the highly productive uh, people out there with Homestead channels, why aren't they getting any play whatsoever? Because the only ones that are are the only ones that call themselves homesteading but are 100% devoted into the fear space. That's where they are right now.
1: Yeah, So
0: do you have a theory on any of this, son?
1: No, I mean, if you're fearful, then you're – I mean, okay, so close your eyes and picture a fearful person. Do they look healthy? Do they look like a like a you know like a healthy person? A fearful person is gonna be a sick person. And they it's much easier to conquer sick people than healthy people.
0: Now I'm not just I'm not just saying this in terms of YouTube. I'm talking about podcast realm too.
1: Well, also, well, there's more I mean, there's more clicks in like the fear part. And also, I mean, yeah, there there's just more clicks in the fear part. People well, just like watching fear more than they like watching good news.
0: Yeah. Well, if you look at, for example, everybody is starting to wake up, and I think Elon Musk to a certain extent and some of the others are helping, to realize that all of these people, I don't care if it's Fox News, they're all prostitutes. I mean, they're all lying to you. I don't care who they are. I don't care the political persuasion. I don't care any of that. So everybody kind of sees through that now. Now, what we're seeing, remember, it was the CIA back in, I think, 1953 under Alan Dulles um, came up with Operation Mockingbird, where they basically owned the media. Well, we now know that in the space of uh, YouTube, they're being influenced, you know, the the CIA and the powers that shouldn't be are rolling in there, taking these same people, giving them a platform, giving them all kinds of space. They run with it and they're selling fear without solutions. Now, it's one thing if you sell fear, but on the backside say, okay, we're going to give you some solutions here. That's one thing. And we're seeing the same thing happen. And part of it's kind of being exposed by Musk. We'll see how far he goes where you see this overlap with so-called influencers, yeah. whether it's in the YouTube space or whether it's the podcast space that are selling you this fear. The whole reason and I'm going to say this again, I'm going to say this again is because it's powerful and it's profound in your life. Look, we care about you folks. We pray for you. We do. And we ask you to pray for us as well, by the way. But, A lot of people, I get a lot of emails, I read the emails, I read everything. I may not always have the chance to respond in the time you would like, but I read everything that comes in. And when you see this fear out there that's being generated by these people that were former homesteaders or people that are now doing podcasts, all these people within this realm, they are keeping you in a state to where you don't want to do anything. There was a guy with a whole lot of sense that once wrote, poverty inspires no talents." And that's exactly, that's exactly where you got to get yourself out of. This is why we are trying to do everything. You'll notice a, a preparedness component in everything we're doing on YouTube. But I also put it sometimes in a jovial light. Number one, because I don't have to act. This is what I love. I'm doing what I love and I'm conveying it to other people that it might help. That's a blessing to me. And hopefully I'm being, to a certain extent, a blessing to you as well. Stay out of the fear realm Stay away from these people, really, that you ought to be running the other direction from. He said, son, I know at your age it seems like this
1: whole world is turning slow. And you think you'll find the answer to it all where corn don't grow. Hard times are real. There's dusty fields no matter where you go. But you may change
0: your mind. Boy, I love that song. I never get tired of listening to Travis Tripp, man. My favorite of all time. Well, well, before we get into it, Big B,
1: capital P, capital T. Don't forget to email us about that knife giveaway. We're waiting on your uh, email and your uh, address so we can send you that knife. And if you don't. And we're going to send it to somebody else.
0: Well, you got till next uh, PimpCast, my man. Next PimpCast. Yep, so get loose or get lost. We're going to give this knife away.
1: Yep, I already got the backup picked out.
0: All right. Okay, so, all right, right out of the gates. We're getting into the Q&A, y'all. Remember, um, check out our sponsors, EMP Shield. Also, Harvest Right Freeze Dryers. Yep. Um, Anybody, I'm going to have to slip them in up here at some point in time. But, look, there's... um, there's a whole lot of um, things going on in this world, y'all. I know we kind of left that topic already. But, man, please stop watching any. If, they, if, they're not, if they're not giving you solutions to any problems, man, just turn the channel. They're doing it for the clicks. They're doing it. And, you know, the sad part about it is YouTube don't pay that much. No. You're better off going out working a no. minimum wage job.
1: They're over here simping for nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're bellying Nothing. up. Yeah, you're bellying up to these people, um, and you're being paid, you know, very little to do it. I mean, yeah, some of the big ones. I'm sure they make some nice money. You
1: need to wash off with some two old crows homestead soap <laughs> and start speaking the truth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what I'm talking about. All right, we got uh, Brenna here, um, Billy. I have a quick question on the 18 day compost. I started it four days ago. I flipped it, but it was I was in the ER yesterday, breathing troubles. Um, any anyway, uh here's my question. My initial plan was to flip the compost pile in one in one every morning. I mean, I, I in one go every morning. I'm sorry. Will it damage the compost if it takes me a few hours to flip it since I have to stop and off and rest? Um you know. No, you're good. I, um I, I responded, but I wanna I thought this was a question really that needed other people might. Yeah.
1: If it takes you longer to flip your compost, that's fine. It just might take a little bit longer for the compost to finish. That's, that's it. So it might take you maybe one or two more turns, but you're fine.
0: Well, she's also asking, um, I, 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 sh- I just, should I just tarp it or and wait until I'm healed or will it grow mold? Uh, tarp Hopefully. it
1: if it's full sun and hot. Yeah, definitely tarp it. So you're not losing all that mulch, that moisture, um, If you're going to be gone for a while, if it's raining out and it needs moisture, maybe just do half and half
0: and leave that. it open.
1: Yeah. You got something um, from the fountain app? Yep. I got something from the fountain app. Uh, Two old crows. I love Pastor Lon's segment. Thanks for that. God bless the pimp cast. Hashtag tip a pimp.
0: Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Yep. So how and cool then, is that? We got. um. Okay. Here it is. Uh, son, this is, this is pretty cool. One, and I'm sure a lot of people want to know about it. So I've watched you. Um this one's uh randy so he's talking about how do you handle mosquitoes in the pond we live in alabama and the mosquitoes will breed in any stagnant water i I know exactly what you're talking about um right off the bat i suggested ducks that's what we used
1: yeah ducks uh get some fish in the pond um try to get some frogs in there if you can as well well. they'll
0: find their way there yeah i mean they'll eventually find their way but honestly just try to get Ducks will go a long way. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it'll keep them in balance. I'm not saying you never want anything that's going to completely wipe everything off the planet. What you want is to keep everything in balance. And nobody likes a mosquito. Granted, I mean, who likes a parasite unless you just they're need DC more, scum? But just uh,
1: need more predators. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, you don't have a you don't have a um, over. Remember, look at it in the permaculture solution, no matter your problem. So maybe you don't have a mosquito problem. You got a lack of ducks problem, nephew. Yep yahweh
1: Farmstead, uh the same winner of the knife set yeah of yours um fellow pimps have you heard about tractor Supply supporting dragged story times oh yeah uh Doug from off grid with Doug and Stacy brought it to my attention through one of their recent youtube videos yeah, I'll get you their I'll send you their address
0: well so. i I basically um man, I'm telling you what. I got to look into that with a little more detail. I barely caught a little bit of that information regarding tractor supply. And I'm telling you what, there's all kinds of local places. I, I don't go to... Yeah.
1: They're my default location. Man, let one of them drag time story queens show up to Parker Farm Supply.
0: Oh, go man.
1: Ahead. Go ahead and let Carrie see that.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> not, not just them, man. You got some... You got some old boys in there, man. That they ain't playing, dude. That you come rolling in there. What I'm saying is, that's the beauty about competition. I will go as far as I have to to support any one of y'all out there. If you got a product that's worthwhile, I will go out of my way to support any business. If I find out that's legit, um, I got to look into it. I had a whisper of it. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up. But if it turns out, I mean, I will. I will absolutely run the other direction. I will denounce them. If they're into that garbage. Yeah. I mean, cause we're all about protecting kids here. Y'all that's what we do. Yep. Veterans for child rescue. We're, you know, we raise a lot of money for them. We do a lot of good. Well, the scourge of this planet is what's being done to these kids. And I'm hoping, and I'm praying Elon Musk. If this guy's even halfway legit comes out with all the information regarding that, I don't mean to go so sideways y'all, but it breaks my heart. I'm empathetic to the point where I almost put myself in the shoes of when I hear what's happening to these kids, it's like I can feel what's going on with them. And Tractor Supply, and I will not only do I, if I turn if that turns out to be legit anything harming kids, I will not only not shop there, I will openly denounce them. And I'm not going to worry yeah. about the consequences.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's how it's going to go. All right. I got to Hey, it's I think it's my turn. Okay wait no no no, man, no you just no, read teacher. that well here I'll go again Eric Sider Bill Bollison and his Jeff Lawton uh both agree on the one characteristic that has the most influence of a permaculture project being a success or not dogged persistence
0: amen to that <laughs> yeah amen to that we were just talking about it today man um Eric's one of those people, y'all. You want to check him out. Not only does he have the best permaculture shirts on planet Earth, yep. He also has a fantastic YouTube channel. Go check him out. He's a friend, mentor. Under the it- same name, Eric Sider, S-E-E or yeah. S-E-I-D-E-R. There you go. Um so, yeah, and then we got to get his new shirt and also got to get some sweatshirts. So I want to check out his store over there.
1: Yeah, I got to get some of his sweatshirts. Well, you talk about real
0: conversation some. starters, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, conversation starters in a better way than some of the shirts that I now, you know, his shirts. I mean, yeah. they, they they evoke, they're thought-provoking. But I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, success is dro- dressed in overalls and looks like hard work. That's what um, Thomas Edison said. I mean, I got a love-hate relationship with Edison, but I fully agree that that component of hard work cannot be dismissed. And your mom and I were talking about it today, about what we consider to be hard work under this roof and what some other folks consider to be hard work are two very different things. And yes, persistence. You're going to have colossal failures. You're going to have things that just don't work out. You're going to kill some animals sometimes when you're getting into this. But like we always say, fail while daring greatly. That's what we want to do. So um, you got to be... Look, y'all, I mean, I know everybody, you're seeing snapshots of a lot of this stuff on YouTube, and you only see the glorious parts. The parts you don't see, and I think I need to point this out, is to be a success at this, at least, I mean, I don't know what anybody else depends, you know, what they judge success on or what their metric is. Yeah. But my goodness, y'all, we're talking 16 hours a day. Yeah. To do this. You don't see that. It's nearly impossible to convey when you're running multiple businesses you're literally doing the work. We don't have anybody out here doing our chores for us. <laughs> we are literally doing this work, working all day. I mean, we, you were out there chopping wood all day. Your mom and I were out there pruning, dressing these trees, yep. and straightening things up. I mean, we legitimately do this, and this is why a lot of the times when our YouTube channel, we film this in one take because we can't be filming throughout the day because we got too much going on. So we give you a snapshot of whatever it is we're doing at that time or something that I say, you know what? I think people might want to know about this. Yeah. So uh, one of the videos I'm working on, uh, I'm, maybe I'll foreshadow it a little bit. I mean, no, as a matter of fact, I'm going to make you wait because I got to make sure I put this thing together right. But I, in my head, I kind of work out some of these video ideas and some of it, a lot of it has to do with persistence. You're going to have to sometimes not get a whole lot of sleep to get a harvest in. Or you're out there butchering a... Uh, any animal and one stupid thing breaks or it doesn't go right. Or now you're finding yourself up at two in the morning doing (laughs) something when you thought you're going to be done at noon. Yeah. And you know, you're got to do it. You got a splitting headache, but you still got to get out there. These animals still need to get fed. They got to get watered. And that's a part of this. I think that's being there. And in fact, I don't know that there's any way to convey it is that it is a hard life. It's hard work. It can be, but it's also rewarding work. Now, it would be hard work to me if we weren't efficient. If we were inefficient, yeah, then this would be a hard life to do. But yeah, you can't, you can't dismiss that persistence. I mean, you, oh man, maybe we really ought to do an episode on that. We really ought to consider that because yeah. we don't really convey that enough. I mean, like take yesterday, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here working on that book and it's making me recall things earlier in our journey that I didn't, that I'd frankly forgotten about. One of those things being, you know, what I had to do to be able to farm at work. You know, I don't know anybody else doing that. Yeah. What I had to do, the the process that I had to go through to make that, that took a whole lot of persistence to convince people that have no farming background to speak of why they ought to let me have this area at work and what I can do with it. And what I had to go through to make that possible. Took a lot of persistence. Worked on one foreman. Then I worked on the general foreman. Then I show them, you know, what we're doing. i bring them something from the house, whether it was honey or whatever else. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, that's why we don't sell that honey. We use it to open doors. But honestly, at the end of the day, you don't necessarily, you you find ways of communicating, but no, you can't just say, take no for an answer. You got to be persistent. And if you also show, hey, you know, if you are doing that sort of thing at your job, you got to make yourself a hand too. If they see you slacking at work, well, what impetus would they ever have to let you take some of that you know, yeah. Some of the property they Just have like out there. Like, dude, you show up late <laughs> half the time. Why am I gonna give you anything? <laughs> yeah. We got this one from Brian. Uh hey brother, hope all is doing well. I'm gonna get down to it. And this is something I honestly, I was talking about the fridge and freezer problems we've been having. And uh man, he he brought up a pretty awesome solution that frankly I had totally forgotten about. And that's using a profan- a propane fridge and freezer. That's what a lot of the Amish and huh. you know, Mennonites use. And we, when we had those fifth wheels and stuff, I mean, yeah, believe yeah, me, We spent a lot of years is. living in fifth wheels, y'all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, like some gypsies. Yeah, I mean, and these were some jacked some up ones Johnny too. dog. Yeah, yeah, these are definitely not awesome. Um, but the point being, with all those, is uh, man, what a great option. I mean, this is yeah. the beauty of this audience, man. Thank y'all, smartest audience out there. Um, we got one from Lorenzo. Uh let's see. My family currently lives in Washington. We're not very happy. Not with the governor, I understand. Cost of living, taxes, strict gun laws, etc. He says we've been looking to move to East Tennessee in about a year. Our dream is to own a chunk of land and live off the land. However, my wife and I are just starting out and I need to work to afford anything. And here are the questions Do you have any recommendations for areas to live? Um <laughs> anywhere in Tennessee is cool. Yeah. I mean, as I far as I'm concerned. Tennessee. As far as I'm concerned, any words prior to moving? um, And I guess that's all on a personal level, really. Yeah, I, w-
1: I would just look for land in Tennessee. Man, I sure. think we
0: already answered this one, dude. Dang, how, Dan. Yeah, how did, how did this thing even get up in here, bro? Okay, my I've bad. I've got one
1: from uh, Strider. I've got some possible ideas to help with groceries and home heating for old folks too long to fit in a boost. I'll send an email. I know y'all been having some tech issues. If you don't see an email from me by uh 1215, shout me out and I'll try sending it again.
0: All right. I think I got that. I'll have to get to it here in a second. Okay. Um, here it is. We got this one from, uh, Algernon. Uh, greetings, Billy. Watch a lot of your channel on YouTube. I did not make any events that took place, but really wanted to go bad. Uh, just couldn't. My question is about bone sauce. Does it repel rabbits and raccoons and deer as well? um, Okay. Rabbits. Yes. It does a really good job on that deer. Yes. Raccoons. I've been told, um, I mean, <laughs> I'd like to know, well, <laughs> this one guy told me, um, he said he saw a raccoon pick up the jar and commence to eating it out of there. So, okay. So was, no on the raccoon. Yeah. So I'm guessing it don't work on raccoons, man, but typically you a milk boy. Yeah. Yeah. Typically you don't have a, you don't necessarily have a problem with those for the most part when it comes to your trees and stuff. I mean, yeah, I never, you know, I never heard of no raccoons chewing up, you know, a lot of the stuff on the trees. Or we anything. don't really
1: have any raccoon issues out here though. I
0: haven't seen, I haven't seen a one yet, which no. is strange. Um, this, this person here, uh, let's see here, Patty. Um, well, they're, they're asking about the, um, the comfrey and, um, this time of year, can it be started in the greenhouse or just plant them right now in the orchard?
1: If the, if the soil is workable, if it's not frozen, you can plant it right out in the orchard. It's not going to pop up till the spring, probably, depending on where, where she is, where Patty is. Um, or you can plant it in the greenhouse if you want to, too. You can plant half in both locations. Yeah. If it's in the greenhouse and if it's staying warm enough, it'll start sprouting up and you can, get, you can start harvesting leaves uh, sooner.
0: All right, I got Strider. I got I got this other thing. I'm not sure I can get all the way through this, but he has an idea. He says, I was thinking about your predicament at the grocery store. I was wondering if you guys might be able to partner with a local civic group and do some dollar matching. Um, I'll be honest with you. I would never thought about that. There might be some uh,
1: lunatic liberals you might be able to convince around here, Dad.
0: Yeah, but my concern is, and I, I, and I got to be really careful about this, is one of the biggest problems I've had in the past is um, – and this is one of the things I was talking to Danny and Wanda about is, man, I, there's a whole lot of people who's ripped us off, man. They look like they had the best of intentions. Yeah. And, um, you know, they don't come through. Yeah. It could be an awful thing. And these are people I've known that have robbed me. Okay. Um, and I'm not talking about anybody anybody's ever seen me associate. I'm talking like, I'm not talking about, Anybody you know of? I'm talking about people from a private uh, standpoint. Um, although I'm sure you know, there's a lot of shady people out there in the YouTube realm as well. That's not what I'm getting at. My concern is with a lot of these organizations, whether or not the money's going to get there. Remember, there are four ways to spend money, and the most efficient way is you spending your money on your interests. Remember, there's four ways. Go back. We did an entire episode on that, yeah. the four ways to spend money. So I want to try as best I can to hold 100. I mean, he has a great idea, though, for those that might be involved. You know, have an anonymous donor. I mean, it, he, he has really good ideas in here. But I'm a little reticent in doing it that way because I know that if I give, let's just say, 100 bucks, and I send it to Feed the Children, but when they get done paying their input costs and all these other things what 8% of my money goes to
1: yeah a kid
0: what i donated it for whereas that's somebody else spending somebody else's money on somebody else yeah that's the worst quadrant to do it so i know that when i spend my money on that person 100% is going there i just my only concern is is not being seen of men you know to do it privately and discreetly and to hide as much but he has a lot of great ideas out there um, okay. Thank you so much. This one here is from Jenny. I think it's going to be the last one. Uh. let's see here. She bought some rice knives and she's saying, um, been watching your YouTube videos for months and I've watched them all except for the hour long interviews. I totally understand. <laughs> yeah. uh, I understand there, Jenny. Uh, my husband started watching with watching them with me about a month ago and switched over to saying from we, you are never having chickens or any other livestock to now they're going out looking for their own stuff. Um, They're asking about the length of time. She's asking, um, what is the length of time any products leaving out of here, how long it would get for them? They're in Ohio. I responded, and um, basically, anything you order from us goes out the very next day.
1: Yeah. Um, Minus, you know, obvious postal days that they're not open. Um, But if you order something, like, for example, if you order something Tuesday, it's... uh, Ninety nine percent of the time leaving to um, like the next day, the very next day. If yep. you order something Tuesday, you're we're sending it out Wednesday. Yeah. Now, after we send it out, that's on the postal service and it's going out priority, right? Yeah. It's in those envelopes. Yeah. Those um, priority. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It goes out in those priority bags. So they get there as quick as you can possibly
1: either the envelopes or the, uh, the boxes.
0: Yes, yeah, so and we just
1: lowered our shipping price to it's half of what it used to be.
0: Well, why don't you tell them about that, son, and why we did it? Well,
1: I mean, if it's it's not fair for, well, I, I guess mom started just doing more research and finding out that, like, finding out how to lower our shipping price. I think she, that's just what it was, wasn't it? Well, no,
0: it? it turned out being that we're just going to eat the cost, man. And, you know, inflation's oh. going up. While inflation's going up, we're going to lower ours if we can still make it, you know. We still make it through well, I whatever. I just learned there because I, I didn't know how it Well, I guess you were the, not just, the person to I ask. I found
1: out like two days later, like we lowered the shipping cost to $5. Yeah, so we're going to
0: try to, we're going to see what we can do. I mean, we can't do it right now, but this is why we don't spend a lot of money on packaging. I know bone sauce is the best in the world. I mean, I know that. Kendra
1: hand cuts these thank you cards.
0: Yeah. I mean, all this stuff is done by us. And uh, we get it out as, you know, we treat y'all the way we want to be treated. That's a fact. And then she also says in here, you know, they're looking forward to building a chicken tractor and getting out there, man. It just, this is what I was talking about before. Record numbers are honestly moving yeah. into this space. This is one of the number one um, messages I get are people that have just realized, hey, these cities are not where I want to be. Yeah. This is no place to be. And they're going country. And all the more reasons why they're looking for people like us. And it gives me such joy to be able to provide at least something I hope you folks are finding helpful. So until next time, y'all stay alert, stay alive.